Good morning, everyone, and welcome into the ninth episode of Topper Talk, a podcast presented to you each Friday morning by the College Heights Herald and the WKU Herald Sports Section. I'm Drake Kaiser, the sports editor of the College Heights Herald, and as always, we're going to be covering athletic discussion and news at WKU. I'm joined in the studio by our producer, Mark Webster, and later in the show, you'll be hearing from several of our beat reporters who will tell you everything you need to know about the Hilltoppers and the Lady Toppers. You'll also hear from the WKU coaches and players our staff has spoken with throughout the week. So, with all that being said, let's go ahead and get into it. All right, we now welcome on football beat reporter Alec Jesse, who's going to give us the rundown of what happened last weekend at Marshall and give you guys a little bit of preview of what to expect against the Florida Atlantic Owls this Saturday. Alec, welcome to the show. What's going on, Drake? We're back again for another week, giving you guys the rundown. So I guess just talk to us a little bit, Alec, about you know what you saw against the Marshall Thundering Herd last weekend. Well, um, getting down 17 nothing is not an ideal state to be in, and uh for everyone that watched the game, that was very apparent. Marshall got up, jumped on WKU early. Um, uh, it kind of all started with uh, Jaquez Salone on a on the, it was a receiver pass, threw an interception, ugly and, play, and oh. then about three plays later, Marshall was in the end zone. The defense had you know not much resistance, and then another turnover from this time from Ty Story on a third down a strip sack. Uh, Marshall recovered, and then they went right down the field. Uh, yet again so yeah I mean it was a and then WKU couldn't convert uh, I think their next position they might have missed a field goal um, and then Marshall went down got a field goal and ultimately that was the difference in the game two early turnovers from the offense and the defense unable to get off the field Um, Marshall turned uh, turnovers into touchdowns and you know WK I mean they they fought back they got it they, they tied the game at 23 in the fourth quarter but it's just very very difficult to come all the way back um, from 17 down, three scores down in the first quarter. So I, I would say, um, you know, it was unfortunate. Uh, Marshall's kicker hit three straight 53-yard attempts or whatever, however long it was. Uh, yeah, it was 53. Yeah, uh, two of them. Helton tried to ice him, tried to prevent him from practicing, still got him off, and then he drained the one. Um, I, I don't remember his name off the top of my Justin head. Justin Rohrwasser was the Rohrwasser. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't want to butcher that pronunciation, <laughs> but anyway, he he uh, he had some. He, he showed some major guts. Um, three ma- massive kicks, and he he uh, won the game for Marshall. I mean, WKU had a chance. Uh, th- they had the ball with it tied with the score tied, and they couldn't uh, they couldn't convert. Um, were first forced to punt. Marshall went down the field and. And won the game, so I mean, it was it was one of those close. Cl- I mean, Helton said it was one of those classic conference games, but um, you know, you dug you dig yourself in a seventeen oh hole, it's hard to get out of. Well, and it's it's really difficult, you know, whenever you're you're already on the road anyway, but then you get down seventeen to nothing in a tough road environment. I mean, it wasn't necessarily a packed house by any means, but you're still on the road. You're still in front of the opposing fans. And by the fourth quarter, the fans that were in attendance, they were up and they were yeah. ready to go. They were cheering and, you know, it, it's always tough. The, the side of the stadium that we were sitting on was pretty full. It was kind of the, it was, it was a horseshoe kind of a right. formation. Um, the students didn't really show up a ton because it was kind of a rainy game. But yeah. there was a lot, that, I mean, on, on our side, the press right below us, there was quite a bit of people. No, no, it was. It, it, was, a, it was a good crowd. It was a loud crowd. It was energetic. And for WKU, it, it really was. We, that's what we wrote in the Herald this week was, 
a role reversal. It, it really mm-hmm. was because the the defense, though they were put in a bad spot early on by an offense that was turning the ball over and really not looking very good at all, really throughout the rest of the game, though, it was kind of the defense that was on its heels a little bit while the offense was running down the field and scoring points. And though they did have their troubles, as they typically do, the defense just didn't quite look like itself. What did you see that really was kind of maybe some of the differences that was part of this change, I guess, this week in particular? Yeah, I wouldn't say the defense necessarily was terrible by any means, but they did give up uh, the most yards they've given up in conference play, the most points they've given up in conference play. But, I mean, WKU outscored Marshall after they got down 17-0, 23-9. So, I mean, you know, they, they it was kind of a group effort still, even though. But, yes, the defense definitely early on didn't get it done. And, like you said, when you dig yourself in that hole, it's tough to get out. But give them credit. They made some stops, and the offense was able to take advantage and get back in the game. Uh, Ty Story and Lucky Jackson, the last two games, have seemingly found a pulse, which is big because there was not really a go-to option in the passing game. I mean, Jacor Pearson a bit, but – um, th- those two, Jackson and Pearson, have kind of separated themselves from the rest of the pack as far as options in the passing game. They've definitely been the two consistent ones. But Jackson, 16 catches for 168 yards. Uh, 16 catches, I think it was a school record. Yeah, and, it was. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and the most of any no, – no FBS receiver has caught, uh, has caught more than Jackson's 16 passes in, in one game. So that's I – mean, there's pretty good receivers out there. So that's pretty impressive as well. Uh, so that was definitely, I mean, there was definitely some good to take out of this. The offense definitely, you know, got going, but it was really, it really wasn't that it was a f- all systems failure at first it was, but for, for the game as a whole, it's just, it was neither unit was clutch. The defense didn't get off the field when it needed to. The offense didn't convert, stay on the field, <laughs> stay on the field when it needed to at the end of the game. Right. So it was, it was, a I think execution and key points. Uh, wasn't there for WKU, and, and it was there for Marshall. Thus, you get a three-point victory. Well, and and I think the biggest change was too is unlike some other times where this defense has put been put in uh, tough situations, maybe by the offensive struggles or just playing a good offense. Sometimes you get in a tough spot. In other games this season, the defense has been able to almost flip the script and get a key turnover, get a big sack, get them off the field, and things like that. Marshall just would not get off the field. Their quarterback was running all over the place. Their running back was running all over the place. Their receivers were wide open a lot of the time. It it really kind of reminded you of the first couple of games of the season where the defense just didn't look like it was up to the level that they've played for the past five or six weeks. And maybe, like you said, they both kind of turned it around, but at the end of the day, neither unit was clutch enough because, and Coach Helton mentioned this, people kind of forget and it gets lost now is that WKU had the ball and went three and out before Marshall's last possession where they went down and kicked the field goal. If WKU was just able to hold on to the ball for, I mean, 30 seconds or a minute longer, that could have erased that little bit of remaining clock time. And unless Marshall could have picked up a chunk play, then you would have been looking at overtime instead of losing on a game-winning kick. So that's one thing that's just that's that's a tough pill to swallow, but they have to. Helton has said that the team is moved on. You know, they're, they're trying to get focused for FAU, but this is obviously a very important game, as, as you well know. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's essential to – now Marshall kind of somewhat has a leg up on everyone in the East. So uh, as far as the conference championship, but um, 
Yeah, no, they're going to have to – they need to win this game, WKU. That is a home game against against a pretty good team, two pretty evenly matched squads. Um, but you gotta you got to protect – uh, home field so it, it, it's a huge game they're gonna have to uh, come out and, and, and play better than they did last week well and it's big too because WKU since they've played more conference games than almost anyone else in the conference for whatever reason yeah. they still have a one game lead on everyone yeah. in the east but if they lose this game they will be dropped into a three-way tie with Marshall and FAU and Marshall holds the tiebreaker over both teams because they've beaten both teams and WKU would not have the leg up on either no exactly they would have lost to both, to both so yeah. that really drops them into a very precarious position as it relates to not necessarily making a bowl game because I think that's an attainable goal oh, yeah. regardless but if you're trying to go play for the East Division and go play in the conference championship this is about as must-win of a game as yeah, you can possibly here, have. Here's the deal. You, as far as heading into last week with Marshall and then FAU, winning both would have been the most ideal, obviously. You'd probably pretty much clinch the East at that point. Oh, you would have. But they lost one. You can't lose both. If you split, you're still fine. Because you Marshall, still one game Marshall will probably lose another game. You have to, They didn't look like world beaters. They're going to have to go on the road, I'm sure, again. And, and they're going to they're gonna be in a... They're going to be in some tough spots, too. FAU will probably lose again. Um, so you can't drop both. One is one is okay. You're still not in, in hot water. You lose both. The East is pretty much out of reach, and you're, you're just trying to get to a bowl game at that point. And then think about it. After that, it gets tough. Like, if you lose this game, then you're at Arkansas. That's probably a loss. Southern Miss. Then it's at Southern Miss. I mean, that winnable, but that's not I – mean, it's a road game against a decent – team i mean it's not that's no easy game by any means and then you end with middle who i mean they're bad they're, they're very bad, bad this but season but it's a rivalry game exactly i mean we saw the game what two years ago went to triple overtime exactly you don't want you do not want that bowl eligibility bowl eligibility to hinge on the final game you just don't want that to happen no you've seen that i've seen that with many other teams it's not a fun it's a very uncomfortable spot to be in you want to get that out of the way as early as possible and FA is a good team, but this is the best opportunity they're going to have because, I mean, think about this. They don't really have – yeah, I mean, they don't go – they're not home again until that final game. So, Well, and, and another problem for WKU, which could end up being beneficial to them, you do drop the one game to Marshall, so you don't have the tiebreaker over them. But if WKU just handles their business for the rest of the season, doesn't have any other issues or hang-ups, and can beat MTSU, Southern Miss, and then FAU this Saturday, Arkansas game you can kind of throw it out the window. Yeah, that, that, it, it's an irrelevant game. Especially for conference for, standings. For conference standings. It, yeah, so. it essentially means nothing other than just maybe that is when you clinch your bowl eligibility uh-huh. or improve your bowl standing for your resume. But really, you throw that one out there, if you can win your last three games – they control their own fate mm-hmm. because they will still maintain a one-game lead. Even if Marshall wins out in conference, they would still have their one-game lead. But when you lose control of your fate is when you drop these two games in a row, and then basically if Marshall, if it comes down to a dead-heat tie, they've got the tiebreaker over everyone. Mm-hmm. And, and that is a result mm-hmm. of, of losing this close game on the road. In October, sometimes you don't think that these October games matter as much as the ones in November – but that could end up having major implications. September games can matter. I mean, <laughs> this year they won't because of the way that it's set up. But those games can matter too. I mean, it, if that Marshall game had been played, you know, the second week of the season where the FIU game was played, 
And it would matter. I mean, you know. So, exactly. Yeah, I mean, the, these games against the sort of, the, I mean, the, the cluster at the top, mm-hmm. doesn't matter when they are, they matter a lot. Exactly, exactly. And, well, this weekend uh, it's, it's Lane Kiffin coming to town. Uh, not only has Tyson Helton never faced Lane Kiffin, he's a first-year head coach, but WKU has not had very much success no. at all against Lane mm-hmm. Kiffin. And so if they can really pull this one out, that would be a, a big deal just for overall. You know, FAU's a, a good program, uh, things like that. So if you had to make a guess for this game, you know, coming into it, it's a home game. They're coming off of their first loss in a little bit, their first conference loss of the season, but it seems like the Hilltoppers are trying to get it out of their minds and turn it around. If you had to guess and assess it right now, what do you think is going to happen against FAU? Well, I just checked the spread, and it's WKU by a point and a half. That's a toss-up. Mm-hmm. Um, so my thinking is these are two pretty evenly matched teams. I think they're both five and three. Right? They are. They both are. five and three. Someone's going to a bowl after this game. <laughs> Someone's going to a bowl. Someone will have clinched bowl eligibility. So here's my thinking. It's a it's a fifty fifty game. Two teams with the same record. Um, I'm gonna go with the home team. So I'm gonna go with WKU. If it was at FAU, I'd go with F, at, with FAU. Right. So I'm gonna go with the home team. I'm gonna go with the WKU and, and essentially a pick 'em. Uh, that's what that's what the out in the desert they're they're saying. So that that's where I lean is the home team, and it's probably going to be it's going to be a colder game, mm-hmm. right? So you got you know a Florida team coming up, um, you know, so that that maybe could play a little bit of a factor. I don't. It's not going to be like freezing, freezing, but right. it's supposed to be colder this weekend than than it has been. So and FAU, this is another little wrinkle that gets thrown into this. They won their game handily last weekend, but their starting quarterback is injured, and he may not mm. be able to play this game. So that's even more of a reason yeah. to, to like WK's chances in the spot. The only reason that I think maybe Vegas is thinking this could be even more of a toss-up is because w, or FAU, excuse me, their backup, he's from Indiana. He's a former Indiana quarterback, and he's a runner. They've used him in some wildcat packages. He's got some rushes, some touchdowns, and WK's had a little bit of problem hey, against that. Here's the I, I've watched a lot of backup quarterbacks sh- shred before. Backup quarterbacks, it's not like the NFL where there's a usually a substantial step down. A lot of these teams, especially the ones that are not in Power 5, they don't lose a ton with a backup quarterback. Right. And sometimes you get in a you lot gain. of them have a runner that's hard to defend. So that's hard to plan for. So, I mean, you know, maybe maybe this dude isn't good. Who knows? I don't know. I don't watched it. But, yeah, that could be that could be tough. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, the the biggest thing coming out of this is you, you start looking ahead, and you know the players and coaches do it too, even though Helton says that they don't. This this game, someone, like we just mentioned, is coming away with their sixth win. So someone is clinching bowl eligibility. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be WKU? Is it going to be FAU? And really, for the East race and just for other reasons, I think WKU wants it to be them, and in some way or another, it almost has to be them this weekend. Yeah, they need this one pretty bad. <laughs> I would, I would, yeah, this is, like I said, must win now. You, you kind of were playing with house money against Marshall. Now it's, it's, this is it. You get, you got to find a way to win this game if, if you're Tyson Helton. Right, right. Well, with a win, WK would reach the six-win mark for the eighth time in the past nine seasons. The Hilltoppers have been to five bowl games since 2012, and they have a 3-2 and two record in those games. So we'll see if they can reach that point this weekend. 
Well, guys, I had a really great time, as always, talking to football beat writer Alec Jesse. He came through and gave you guys the rundown of what happened last weekend against Marshall and what you guys need to be on the lookout for this weekend when the Hilltoppers take the field again against the Florida Atlantic Owls. Now, let's transition a little bit. I was able to talk with head coach Tyson Helton earlier this week, and he had some solid insights to share. Listen into what he had to say at his Monday press conference. I tell you, the guys really handled it like pros. They really didn't bat an eye. I felt like in the locker room, um, you know, nobody got down. Uh, you know, it was a hard-fought game, went back and forth. Uh, you know, our guys kid made a good kick right there at the end of the game so you know it's just one of those things there's there's nothing else you could do you know you laid it out on the all on the line on the field and our guys left it out there and uh we got on the bus and i felt like it was very positive um and our guys yesterday were great in the meetings so i think they've already moved on they got their minds towards fau they know it's a big game coming up and uh so it's been been really good That was an awesome quote from head coach Tyson Helton, but we're going to be shifting gears a little bit to WKU men's and women's basketball. Last Friday was the annual WKU Basketball Media Day, and I got the chance to talk with head coaches and players from both squads. First up is head coach Greg Collins and redshirt senior D. Givens, who will lead the Lady Toppers into battle for their exhibition game against Kentucky Wesleyan on Halloween night at 7 in Diddle Arena. Listen in to what Coach Collins and his senior leader had to say. Uh, I feel like they're ready to play somebody else. I mean, I, I, I sense that from them, that they think they're ready to play. Uh, they probably sense from me that, that we're not ready to play, that I wish we had 10 or 15 more days to practice. But uh, the truth is we're going we're gonna to get our exhibition in next, uh, next week on Halloween. And uh, the following Tuesday we'll be uh, back up in Louisville and playing them. So, uh, so it's gonna, those days are going to get here regardless, obviously. And, and uh, I like our, our preparation, I like our effort and our energy. Uh, I told the players today before we broke, they've got the weekend off. We're trying to uh, give them a weekend before we hit the season full speed next week. Uh, that, that I'm not, I'm not uh, frustrated by any means with our effort, our energy. Uh, I really want us just to be a, a more efficient, uh, a, a cleaner playing team, fewer fumbles, fewer drop balls. And so those things, when we clean those things up, I think we've got a chance to be a really good team. Uh, during the summer, we just uh, really talked about like team chemistry. That's what we really focused on, and then, uh, the team chemistry has carried over onto the court. So, like I said before, we really just don't talk about uh, what we want to do. Uh, we just go out there and do it, and just have fun while we do it. All right, guys. Next up is head coach Rick Stansberry and sophomore Charles Bassey, who will lead the Hilltoppers into battle for their exhibition game against Kentucky State on Saturday at 7:30 in Diddle Arena. Listen in to what Coach Stansberry and the Hilltoppers NBA draft prospect had to say. Um, uh, Deepest, most experienced. I mean, that's for sure. I mean, as you will, you guys will know. Last year, you know, that last half of that season. We, we got pretty thin over there on that bench. And sometimes you play guys on necessity. Well, I don't feel that way right now. We got to avoid major injuries. I mean, you, you have some guys sitting on that bench, um, you feel really comfortable being there. And like I say, there's, there's eight guys on this team that you feel comfortable saying, hey, they could be starters. Uh, I mean, at first it was, I just tell it was my body at first, because I mean, I had to just make sure coming back it's going to be a different sign for me, uh, moving quicker, faster, uh, making sure I, I got no injuries. 
and then it's just uh, listening to what you got to tell me. Uh, have a good experience this year. I'm mature. I'm, 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 I've been mature with the game. I'm maturity and just uh, being around pros, getting advice and stuff like that's been it's been a good experience for me. So it's been way better. guys welcome back to drake's views from the hill where i'm going to be giving you guys a rundown of all the major happenings each week in the world of wku sports last weekend two lady topper programs picked up key wins during their push toward their respective conference usa tournaments and i'm here to give you guys the rundown the wku soccer team earned a 1-0 win over conference usa opponent alabama birmingham at the wku soccer complex on friday night picking up three points in the league table the Lady Toppers improved a 9-6-1 overall and held on to sole possession of fourth place in the conference standings with 15 total points. The Lady Toppers defeated UAB with the help of their four seniors, who've turned the program around after a disappointing 2018 season. WKU will look to conclude the regular season on a high note when the team travels to Huntington, West Virginia to meet Marshall on Friday. The WKU volleyball team moved to 23-1 over the weekend, defeating both Alabama, Birmingham, and Charlotte in straight sets on the road. The Lady Toppers lead the nation in wins at 23, winning percentage at .958, and are tied for the nation's longest winning streak at 19 straight matches. WKU also maintained its number 23 ranking in the AVCA Division I Coaches Poll released last Monday. Following another dominant weekend, WKU will return home for a one-game pit stop in Delaware Arena. The Lady Toppers will take on Texas El Paso for the only time in 2019 on Friday night. And thank you so much, Drake. You already know Views from the Hill is definitely something I'm always looking forward to for this podcast. But you know what time it is, myself and Kaden Gaylord. It's week nine debate time, and we're about to get right into it. Last week, I um I, I made a proposal a proposal saying that WKU was in a must win game against Marshall. Caden was kind of like up in the air. He really didn't believe me in that perspective, but as we look at it, they kind of were in the must win game. I'm not gonna say it's a must win because they're still in first place, so therefore it really wasn't a must win. So it was more of a comfort game. I think I think when you when you lose to a team like Central Arkansas, you can't forget you have to make statements. You have to win games that they don't expect you to win. And I think WKU needed to win that game just to continue to put their put the you know keep the car on go. You know keep the car in drive. And I think now they find themselves in playing like okay. We can't, we can't mess up. They're about to play a team of FAU that sits at a, a record of five and three, three and one in conference, and WKU is five and three, sitting at four and one in conference. So it's one of those things where you have to look at it like, all right, now, now, now we're playing with fire because this FAU team is licking their chops. They're a very disciplined football team on both sides of the ball, but they're about, they're about to come on the road to play WKU and. I just don't know what to expect, man. I just don't know what to expect. Me, personally, um, so both of these teams have lost to Marshall already this season. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Marshall's sitting pretty right now. I think Marshall's 3-1 in the conference, too. Yeah, so, but they own the tiebreaker. Right, they own the tiebreaker over both teams. So, But WKU still has that one-game lead, right, if I'm exactly. not mistaken. Okay. Exactly. So, but, I, like, if you were to ask me if this game is a must-win game, I would say, yes, it is a must-win game because then – 
you don't have that lead in the conference anymore, and you own neither of the tiebreakers between yeah. the two teams that you're in contention for to win uh, your division. So I think this game, you know, the the pressure is on a little bit, and we'll see what the Hilltoppers can do when that pressure is on them. We'll see who shows up. Yeah, without doubt, this honestly has to be their most important game at in the season. This is November football. You know, you're getting down that stretch. I mean, like I said, you got this game, then you got to go on the road to Arkansas, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it, it, it just is about to get really, really, really physical. And this is what Coach Heldon's been saying that, hey, our guys are ready for this, and we're just going to have to see um, what exactly happens. I personally think that WKU comes out and they prevail. I think the defense is going to make a big, big stand. I think this game is going to be in the favor of WKU. Ty Story has been playing, you know, tremendous. Honestly, he, well, he's been playing enough to get it done. What What are your thoughts on Story, man? Right, like like you said, he's been playing. He's been playing well enough to get it done. Um, you know, the last the game against Marshall, he had a couple turnovers, and you know that kind of proved to be the difference in a sense. You know, they only lost. They lost by a game winning field goal. And Marshall's field goal kicker, man, that dude, dude's crazy. Was it? I think it was three fifty three yards. Right? Was it? Yeah, three fifty three yards. But yeah, so you know. They, they just lost in the end, but now they'll come back. I think playing at home, you know, they've been great at home, except for the f- exception of the first game, of course. But, you know, I think Ga- they're going to get Gage Walker going now. Lucky's Lucky's finally getting going this season. Yeah. The past couple That's your, games. Hey, yes, your boy Lexington right there, yes, man. Sir, 859 represent. Yeah, he, he's, been, he's been having tremendous play. I would like to see Lucky continue to even have more play. And I like to see Ty Story, you know, getting the ball to slow. He has, he has weapons. Right. He forget like I like to see WKU get the ball to Fordenberry. Like let's not forget about Kyle, you know, Kyle Fordenberry. Like him and Joshua Simon, like those are two lethal threats on that offense. Right. I believe that WKU tries this is my bold prediction right here. This week they find ways to get their tight ends back involved in this game. If they create a, a balanced game where that gauge gets about a hundred yards rushing, they find ways to get to lucky. If they can do that in efficient you know, officially, why there, there's no there's no wrong being. I agree. I I still think that they get to the uh, conference championship. Uh, I think they will pull this game out. I think Marshall will. Yeah, let's pull up Marshall's schedule real quick. Let, let's look at that because I think WKU pretty much like that lost. Like I said, I knew it was kind of, it was going to be hard to go undefeated in conference USA, but the loss came at a perfect time because now WKU um and Marshall they have to go play LA Tech. You know, and right. L.A. Tech is a very, very physical – like, that team is legit. They've only lost one game, and that was to Texas, if I'm not mistaken. So, w- Marshall could lose a game again. And oh, yeah. So, if WKU pretty much wins out, handle business, and Marshall loses one game, WKU wins the Conference USA, exactly. if I'm not mistaken. You're correct. Yeah, correct. So, WKU uh, WKU's finds themselves at, hey, you know, we got that – you know, we got that loss, but how are we going to respond? If they lose this game, the season – you you find yourself playing in hot water because exactly. now you go from all high expectations of possibly making a bowl game, you know, to you just find yourself playing with water. You you have if you want any shot of Conference USA, it starts eleven to three o'clock p p.m. Central Time in the Houch. Like they right now, they still control their own destiny. Yeah, without that, they lose this game, then you have to play that other team factor you have to rely on your rivals to beat a couple teams, teams. you you expect Marshall to lose because if WK you lose this game and then they, they have they're not looking to play in devil's advocate and they they need FAU to lose like twice if I'm not mistaken if they handle business against FAU go on the road to beat a very beatable Arkansas team which we which we'll be talking about next week but literally Arkansas is very beatable 
Southern Miss, and then you're home against Middle Tennessee State. So you you just never know. And those are two. You have one after this game. You only, which is the the great thing, which pays out a lot, is that you only have one road game left to a, a team. Which what is their record, Caden? Five and uh, Southern Miss is five and three. Five and three, which could be a, would not, which could be another game to keep an eye out on the you know later on down the line. But they've they've lost a lot of conference games, so we'll just have to see. Any any thoughts about you know this game this Saturday? My thing is you know I've kind of talked about it a little bit, but th- that Central Arkansas game may come back to bite them in the butt at the end of the season because if they want if they didn't choke that game they would have six wins already yeah. and they would already be bowl eligible playing and probably they, looking at a really good bowl game right. because having only having lost to Louisville and well then Marshall, Marshall yeah I they mean, would only have two losses instead of three they would they would be at six and two right now and they would already be bowl eligible so all they would need to do is at least I mean at minimum win one more game to to guarantee them a bowl game yeah you know so I think you know, that, that Central Arkansas game just kind of sits in the back of everybody's head, you know, because they only have five wins so far. And they, they just lost to Marshall. Now we just got to see if they can turn it around and come back and win after losing a tough bat- a tough battle against Marshall. All they could do right now is hope to win out and literally let everything else – because every game they have left is winnable. Exactly. Winnable. Exactly. They just keep doing what they've been doing all th- most of the season, you know, playing consistent, tom- keeping the ball, time of possession, defense. You know, they kind of been slagging off in the first half of the past couple of games, but in the second half they played amazing. So as long as th- if the defense gets rolling early, if the offense gets rolling early, they, they have nothing to worry about. Hey, we're going to have to see. Like I said, WKU kicking off against Mar- – uh, not Marshall, yeah, FAU um, Saturday 11-2. Um, three three o'clock game is gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy in the house, man. That being said, back to you, Drake. All right, guys, I really appreciate Caden and Mark coming on and giving us our weekly dose of debate time. But with all that being said, that's about all we have for you guys this week. But we will be back next Friday morning when the Topper Extra newsletter hits your inbox bright and early. Between now and then, hit us up on social media. Mark is on social media at Talk It Up Sports. That's T-A-L-K-I-T-U-P-S-P-O-R-T-S. And The Herald is on social media at W-K-U-H-E-R-A-L-D. And on Twitter, we have our additional Herald Sports page at W-K-U-H-E-R-A-L-D-S-P-O-R-T-S. Reach out, hit us up during the week, and let us know your feedback on the show. We'll be back and talking with you guys next week. But until then, see ya.